You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. But let's, let's talk about uh, this trade deadline. Uh, this will be the last pod before Thursday's deadline. We have a few rumors to chew on. But first, I do want to uh, uh, play some sound from Jalen Brunson, who talked about what he's expecting or not expecting during the trade deadline and how he feels about where the team is right now. As professionals, our job is to show up every day and uh, play basketball and uh, let the front office deal with all those situations. But um, uh, I love my teammates. You know, getting to know these guys, they've been welcoming um, for the guys that were here um, before me. And um, the relationships we've made with these past couple months have been special. And uh, so I love these guys, and that's all I can say. So we'll see how many of Brunson's teammates remain on the team after Thursday. Michael Scotta was reporting today that the Knicks have expressed interest in Portland Trailblazers forward Josh Hart. Hart is averaging 9.5 points a game on 50% shooting. He's also averaging six rebounds. He's also a Villanova grad, similar to Jalen Brunson. So interesting note there. Also, uh, Knicks appear to be out on the OG Anubi speech safe, which Tommy mentioned earlier. So Yahoo's Jake Fisher was on uh, SNY's The Putback, and he said that the Knicks are not actively pursuing a Raptors combo forward OG Anubi. He says there are a number of teams who still are, and there's a chance that OG does get traded, but it doesn't appear like the Knicks, or the Nets for that matter, are in on OG Anubi. So I want to start with the Josh Hart fit first, because I'll be honest, like Josh Hart is a guy I've been trying to get on the Knicks, you know, in my conversations on Twitter and with people who are fellow Knicks fans for years. Like, I, I feel like he'd be an absolute perfect fit for the Knicks. I liked him during the draft. And the fact that the Knicks have been interested in him in the past, it's not surprising that the Knicks are once again circling the wagons on Josh Hart as Portland Trailblazers reach a tough decision about where their season is going. Do you like the fit of Josh Hart on this Knicks team? Yeah, it's hard not to be a fan of Josh Hart if you if you're a fan of winning basketball. Guy just does yeah. what it takes to win. Um, I think it was earlier this season or maybe late last year. He had a 20 rebound game at the Garden. Um, you know, it's a guy that just contributes on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, dating back to his Villanova days, a winning player um, can score if you need it, uh, can defend if you need it. Versatile, can guard the two, the three, um, and, and and slide it kind of across the perimeter. Um, you know, is willing to make the, the hockey assist, uh, be a connector offensively, um, can can score on all three levels. Not a great scorer, um, but but decent uh, efficiency wise, um, good teammate guy, good locker room guy. Um, so depending on the cost, 
Um, we'll see if the, the Blazers are just looking to, you know, kind of shed salary tax and, you know, maybe add, um, you know, so, some young component pieces, you know, whether they would take back Cam Reddish to get up the salary. But Hart's also on a good on a good contract as well. Yes, so, he is. Um, very, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I, I, you know, definitely um, in terms of adding a, that rotation piece um, gives you some flexibility. We've talked about RJ's struggles. Um, Hart's definitely a guy that that could switch, you know, start at the three, would be happy coming off the bench. Um, uh, so that that's definitely something to get excited about. We'll see if the, the I, my assumption is if the Blazers are willing to move him, there'll be plenty of teams uh, pursuing his services. Um, so we'll see what the Knicks would be willing to put on the table. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, you know, Josh Hart, first of all, an all-time, like, uh, like locker room kind of guy. Like, a, a guy that, you know, teammates love him, coaches love him. Like, I remember when uh, they brought him into Portland, and I think he had a kind of a conversation with Chauncey, like, you know, why am I, like, still playing? Like, not necessarily that he cared, but just that, like, they were kind of tanking, and there were a lot of young guys, and, you know, he was taking a lot of shots for them. <laughs> you know, like, he was playing a lot of minutes. They won today, that big come back against the Knicks and play a lot of minutes in that game in Portland. And I think Chauncey had told him like the way you, the way you approach the game, your professionalism, the way you uh, uh, play every single night hard, like other guys on this team, these young guys that we're trying to develop, like they need to see that. Like if they don't see that, then like, you know, us throwing them out there without someone to kind of like lead the way is pointless. And we need you to take that role. And Chauncey was, so happy with Hart and how he kind of led them through the, those years, those those games without um, without Damian Lillard to end the season, as they were moving towards a youth movement, and that Josh Hart was a, a professional and that he really gave them great games last season down the stretch, and in this season now switching to another role where now you're right, all right, now you're more of a defender, you're now more of a you know get your points where you can kind of guy, but you're gonna rebound, you're gonna hustle like. I, I just always been a Josh Hart fan. I mean, I know I watched a lot of Big East basketball, so I watched him at Villanova, but I thought he was a, a great player at Villanova. I, I would love to see Josh Hart here. I think that in some ways, if there were certain guys that said, oh, this guy is like built to play for Tom Thibodeau, Josh Hart is a guy on the short list of guys in the NBA currently. I mean, he he seems like right from the, the tips era of basketball. So I would love Nick to get, get him in here. Um, you know, whether that's, trading cam out if they get cam out of here and they get josh harden that that's an absolute coup especially when you're hearing that you know they may buy out cam which is insane that 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 this is what it's come to but they can get cam out here or they can get derrick rose out of here um and bring in a guy that's he'd be the perfect wing that can come in and and and, and when rj is struggling defensively you could say okay we don't have to commit to maybe a smaller you know three guard lineup of iq brunson and uh, Grimes, we can actually put Josh Hart out there. He can guard a small four, you know. So uh, so there's a lot of reasons, I think, to, to think that Josh Hart will be a good fit. What did you make of the OG Anubi report that the Knicks are out? Yeah, I, I, I would love for the Knicks to get OG. Uh, we've talked about it uh, previously. Um, you know, um, we'll see if it, you know, again, there's probably a lot of smoke, a lot of, we'll see what direction the wind's blowing. Um, we're about recording this at 1.30. Yep. on on wednesday so we still got another you know 25 and a half hours or so um before the deadline so there surely will be a lot of rumors and, and speculation and innuendo um tonight tomorrow morning um and my hope is that actually the knicks you know the, the buzz and then and the kind of chatter around knicks and, and og picks up a little bit i i just think he would be a great fit on this team um you know you talk about um whereas rj's not a great fit kind of a, a high volume scorer 
um, you know, can contribute. Uh, he and, and to Arjay's credit, he made some good passes uh, last night as well. Um, but, you know, OG's a guy that if you slide in between, if, if, if Randall and, uh, um, and Brunson are kind of your two bookends, um, to have OG in the middle, a 3 and D wing defender, um, leads the league in steals, just a, a really one of the, the better um, perimeter defenders, wing defenders in the NBA. Um, you have your scoring lockdown um, in, in – uh, um, and Brunson and Randall. Then you then you have a defender in the back line in, in Mitchell Robinson, a defender on the front line in OG and on the wing. Then you had Grimes who can shoot the three, but also defend. Um, I just think that's a great combination, a great mix. Um, you know that does obviously complicate issues with RJ uh, with with RJ Barrett, assuming he's not sent to Toronto in the deal, um, which is a little difficult due to his poison pill contract and the the max extension. He's not the max extension, but the rookie scale extension he signed. Um, and then there's you know how does the minutes impact uh, primarily RJ IQ and Grimes, um, so it's not, it's not a perfect fit by any means. But I just think the player and the player type—he's uh, the prototypical small forward that fits well alongside a, a Randall and Brunson kind of tag team one-four. Um, so that for that reason, um, I think it'd be a really solid fit. Um, obviously, the, the 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 cost is 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 the, the you know right. the determining factor. Um, you know, Ian Begley had reported that there was three first-round picks uh, potentially. Put on the table, um, obviously, and as we've talked about time and time again, uh, are they protected picks? Are they the picks from the Wizards or the picks from the Bucks or the Knicks unprotected picks? All that would have to get sorted out. Um, but just in a, in a vacuum, um, I would be very interested to see what the Raptors would accept for uh, OG and and what the Knicks could get back. And the other issue, um, finally, on on Adenobi is. He only has one year left on his contract, then he can opt right. out and become a, a free agent as a player option, which you assume he'll exercise. Um, the talks behind the scenes, is he, is he willing to sign an extension this offseason? You kind of assume if you give up that extent of draft capital for a guy um, that you have had conversations with him and his agency, um, and they've kind of come to an understanding on the general terms of a, of a, of a uh, long-term contract. Um, but to me, if, you, if that's a guy still young, 24, 25 years old, um, that uh, you can lock up and, and bring in to your organization, have him grow alongside Brunson um, and the rest of the rest of the gang. Um, that's a player I like a lot. Yeah, I, I think that OG is a is a really solid player. I mean, I've noted that I, I felt like some of the interest in him has been a little overblown on this. On, as I said on the, on the last podcast. Um, so to me, the Knicks bombing out to me tells me that the price tag just got too high. Like I, I think that if the Knicks could get him, I think that they would have got him. But yeah. I think they're probably asking for, uh, you know, unprotected picks for OG on And look, we saw what Rudy Gobert went for. So as long as that is the baseline, like part of me yeah. kind of hopes that maybe the Kyrie Irving trade could kind of, uh, what's the word, kind of reset the market a little bit. Like, I think regardless of Kyrie's issues, I think we all think he's better than Rudy Gobert. Like, I, you know, he only gave, went for one unprotected. So I was hoping maybe that that would reset the market. Maybe okay. that hasn't happened yet. Uh, but But considering what, Rudy Gobert went for with what you know John T. Murray went for that these teams are going to now try to you know stick up any team that's trying to trade for a starting a plus starting player you know I, and uh, I think that's a that's a real big reason why we haven't seen anything you know it's, it's right. been tumbleweeds across the NBA you know usually there's a bunch of trades in days leading up and you know we still have an hour left I think all these teams were are holding on to OG and and the other players um, and expecting that Rudy Gobert Hall 
which is just unrealistic at this point. I think the re- the other GMs are like, listen, that was an outlier, you know, like the, right. the market yeah. needs to recalibrate, you know, like we're, we're, you know, and until you guys come back down to earth, that's why I think in like the hours before the deadline, some teams are going to say, okay, they're finally, I guess we have to re accept the sellers have to accept the new parameters. Um, Kyrie is a different case because there's just the old headaches and toxicity. Right. Involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, there, there, there's very unlikely to be a player traded that's more talented or better than Kyrie Irving and his yeah. and that return was was relatively limited so um, we'll see if that does in fact we'll see I think it's I think it's a great game of chicken going on right now between the because the sellers know there's only a handful of sellers because the teams are so yeah. tightly bunched that there's there's a lot of buyers and very few sellers and the sellers have seen that you know you trade and someone close to an all-star caliber player you get a ton back um, you know, via Gobert and the and the Dejounte Murray deal. Um, so that's kind of what they're holding out for. Whereas the buyers are saying, "Listen, that you know, we don't let we're not going to make the same mistakes the other team did. So if you want to hold on to a guy and you know get a closer to free agency and you know spend the second half of the season in purgatory, so be it. Um, but we just can't match those those exorbitant price tags." Yeah, I mean, if you're not dealing with the Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, the Spurs, or the Rockets, you're you're dealing with a team that has a shot to make the playoffs. That's it. There's yep. only four teams in the NBA you're looking at and say, okay, they're way too far gone. They're not going to make the playoffs. We talked about the Magic, who the Knicks just yeah. beat. They're only three games out of the last spot of the play-in. Now, should they try to get that play-in spot? I would say maybe probably not. Like, they should right. probably just tank and try to get to add a Wimbayama to their squad or maybe a Scoot yep. Henderson or some of those other young guys, the Thompson Twins, to yep. their uh, to their squad. But, you know, the Lakers who play, we're talking about in a second, you know, they're definitely not tanking. They're definitely not tanking. They don't have a first-round pick, I believe. I, I know if they do, they definitely don't. They're not tanking at this point. So, like, they're, they're, those are it. That's it. Four teams that you can say, okay, those teams are definitely sellers. That you could probably get someone cheap, which, is you know, in some ways I think helps a team like the Rockets because we've heard about these Eric Gordon trade rumors, but they're like, hey, we're the only real sellers that have a piece that anybody would probably want, you know, yep. them in Detroit. So they're like, uh, we, we're going to hold off to get – maybe we can get an extra – first round pick or an unprotected pick you know so uh and then people assume utah will be in that mix but i mean who knows what danny Ainge wants to do so it's uh it's 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 that that does make it tough that does make it tough and i do think it, it makes it interesting regarding how many big moves will happen like i'll be honest i come into this trade deadline not expecting the knicks to really do anything of significance like i think that maybe cam is traded but they're not going to get anything back. I think of value, like my like Josh Hart would be a dream. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think Cam will be traded for a box of cookies, more or less. And I don't know if there really is an upgrade because I think that, like you said, a lot of these teams are playing this game of chicken, and somebody's going to say, "All right, I'll give over the two first rounders. I need to get X player or that player." It happens every year. It may not be a lot of deals. Like I don't think there's going to be a lot of big deals. There's only going to be a couple. I don't think Nick's going to be a part of it just because they're going to see that the price tag is going to be too high. And, and it only takes one GM, as we always say. It only takes one GM to say, okay, I'll do that deal. Just like it took only one GM to do that Rudy Gobert trade. It only takes yep. one GM to say, all right, I'll give the four first-round picks needed for OG Nugo or whatever. So I think when you see what the Knicks do this offseason, I mean, this trade deadline, I, I think that the roster is going to remain much the same. Uh, I think that Obi Toppin will still be here. I think that Derrick Rose may still be here. Uh, maybe that's a little – that may be more of a chance that he gets traded. They may also – maybe they'll buy him out. I don't know. Well, you can't really buy him out, right? He is – Derrick Rose is a, a player option next year, right, or a team option. Next no, year. it's a team option. Team, so team they, option, right. They could, they could agree buy to buy him out. But, but the benefit 
of keeping him would be potentially using his salary in a deal in the offseason. So I right, think they, yeah. I would think they, they would hold on to him at, at the very least until the start of next season and then kind of let him go on his way if they haven't. Um, but yeah. up, up until that point, there's still value in that contract for, you know, if, for instance, Josh Hart. You know, if you're looking to clear yeah. salary or something along those lines, a team that would want to get off salary um, might value uh, that the because essentially Rose is an expiring contract because the team would then have the option to decline that that option. Exactly. Would, you know, so. Yeah, so 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 it's gonna be tough. But I, I I'm not like you know last week I would have said oh, I think there's gonna be some moves. But as we get closer, I'm, I'm just looking at the the landscape right now. I just don't see it happening. I think that you won't see many big trades. That you may see may, maybe one. Uh, I don't know if it's for a star. I mean, I don't know if people would think Ojiano is a star. He you know he's probably on the precipice. But um, but I I don't think you'll see a lot of big trades because I think that you have a lot of teams all competing for the same guys and um. And the price is going to be too high. I think you'll see a couple teams fold, but a lot of people say, you know what? We'll just go what we got and we'll see what happens. I think if and when the first big trade is made, when the first big trade goes down, I think that might break the dam a little bit and be like, okay, the mm. new price has been established. And, you know, okay, we're not getting, you know, uh, Zach Levine or, you know, they both say they, they're they're set, they're keeping him. And the Raptors trade Fred Van Vliet. And, you know, they say they're holding on to Pascal and, and OG. So they just, you know, at, and at that point, then teams say, okay, Eric Gordon's the, the best guy we can get. We might, well, you know, let's let's see what we have and we'll give it up. Um, I, I don't think the Knicks should be one of those guys to settle for one of those veterans you know i'd rather play mcbride or you know someone along those lines um it's as opposed to giving up draft valuable draft capital um you know for a veteran that doesn't kind of fit the next timeline um the the, uh, the one exception i think is the ob situation again and, and we've been saying it for a while yeah. now um you know if you, if you if you can get some value for him now now's the time to do it because again this offseason you're going to have less leverage because he's going to be a pending free agent at the following season um and again as we talked about if you wait to the next february deadline um and and, you know, in the last night, you know, last last few nights, 13 minutes a game, shoots a few three pointers and that's it. You know, he's just he, he's he doesn't have an impact on the game more often than not because he's, you know, he's just not in a position, he doesn't play enough. He doesn't, you know, yeah. doesn't have the opportunities to score in the open floor. You know, when he does, he, you know, he can picks up the pace and gets the, the garden excited and, you know, brings the team some energies, you know, he's improved a little bit on the defensive end. Um, but again, as long as Randall uh, and Thibodeau are here, um, it's, it's difficult to envision that. Ever, that changing at, at any point. Um, so at some point, you probably have to recoup your losses. Um, and while you, you could you could potentially envision him as a piece in a larger, you know, superstar trade, um, the team you're trading him to loses. You know, the, he's less appealing the closer he gets to the free agency. So that's why I think um, this deadline in particular um, would make sense for them to, you know, to, to recoup some of that, that draft capital that they invested in him in the eighth overall pick, but we'll see. I, I agree with you. I, I think it's unlikely. Um, but if there is one, you know, rotation player that gets moved, I, I think it, it would be over. Trade deadline Thursday, February 9th, 3 PM Eastern. That is when shop closes. No more trades can be made. Something will probably happen. I don't know how big it will be, but this will be the time to be on your phone. Make sure you got your uh, woes notifications on. Make sure you got your Shans notifications on. Make sure you got your Shane notifications. Mark, Mark Stein, Mark Spears, all the all the great NBA reporters. Make sure you have those notifications on. They will be breaking news around that time regarding some big trades, and we'll see if the Knicks are involved.